Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace on this Monday morning. We hope your day has started well if you are in New South Wales or in fact around Australia listening on the Sky app. It's been a momentous weekend for harness racing, not only with the Australian APG bullion races coming out of Menangle, we'll talk to some of those winners shortly, but also out of Queensland, a lot of success for New South Wales and those, and even more so success in New Zealand of all places. It's been a long time since a New South Wales trained horse has won a Group 1 race in New Zealand, for obvious reasons, because of COVID restrictions. At Alexandra Park on Friday night, Majestic Cruiser for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart did just that. Beat New Zealand's best pacer, self-assured, in the $100,000 Group 1 Messenger Championship. And Cameron Hart, the young gun driver from New South Wales, was aboard. Cameron, good morning. Thank you for taking the time to join us. And congratulations. That must have been very satisfying and a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mick. And yeah, no, it was great. It was really exciting, and you know, to get over there and beat the best in their country it was, um, you know, a big, a big thrill. Yeah, you've driven at Alexandra Park before last week, and of course during the Australasian Driving Champs for the juniors. How hard is it to get used to going right-handed when there's no right-handed harness racing in New South Wales, which in itself was remarkable when you consider all the galloping there's right-handed? Yeah, it's uh, pretty different, you know. Um, it feels a bit strange when you, you know, the first couple of times you go around, but, um, yeah, sort of got used to it. I was lucky enough to have a look last week and then a little better again this week. But, um, you know, it's just finding yourself on what position you are on the track and that you can sometimes get a little confused, but, um, you know, we're able to get the job done and, um, you know, Cruiser handled the track really well this week, which was good. So he seemed a bit all at sea himself the week before in the Taylor Mile. What did Jason Grimson, the trainer of Majestic Cruiser, do, Cam, to help solve those problems for last Friday? Yeah, he did a couple of gear changes. He, you know, all his life he's worn a pole on the inside and um, he wore that the first week and swapped it to the other side and he, he just felt a little awkward with it. He obviously wasn't used to it and it felt a bit strange to him so he, he just elected to take that off and actually put a, a little burr on his other side. So he seemed to steer really good, um, you know, Friday night and he gave him a bit of a bit of work right-handed as well at home so he really seemed a lot more comfortable Friday night. Tell us about the race, because you're used to driving in races at Menangle where they burn up early very quickly, but you probably don't drive in too many 2,700-metre races, and yet they still burnt up early. They seemed to, to not relent, and they were going very quick all the way, which suited you. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the further the race went, the more confident I got. You know, there was plenty of pressure, and, you know, probably looking at the draw beforehand, self-assured, look, pretty well unbeatable from the draw but when he had to cop the pressure he did it, it definitely brought us into the race so worked out well for us and um, you know he, he races best that way our, our fellow probably we won't run and um, yeah it worked out perfect. 
At the top of the straight, you loomed up and it looked like um, AG's White Sox was going to get away on you, but he just seems to keep running at the same speed, Majestic Cruiser. I'm not sure he got any faster. Cam, I think they got slower. Yeah, that's right. He's just a great stayer. His last hundred's always his best and probably showed that the week before too. He got a bit lost at the top of the straight um, going right-handed, but then his last hundred, he, he probably made up two lengths on the leaders, so... I thought that was a bit of merit in that run, and, and then he, he showed Friday night that you know he kept powering home that last hundred and, and picked him up. Cam, we know Jason Grimson's had a, a massive last couple of years, and he's having a very good season. Of course, he won the Inter Dominion Pacing Final via the Inquiry Room. He's not a person who likes doing media, which isn't for everybody. Um, he seems quite an affable sort of happy bloke when you're around him most of the time. Is it a case that he, he's just quite private and he, he doesn't enjoy talking to the media? Yeah, he sort of yeah, he likes to keep to himself a little bit that way. But, um, you know, if ever anything needs doing, he usually sort of points it in my direction, which I don't mind. So sort of works out OK for the both of us. And, um, yeah, he's a pretty easygoing sort of fella, um, you know, to drive for and that. So yeah, it's all good. Talk to us about his training regime because he's been incredibly successful. What do you, from what you can see when you're around the horses or uh, at the stable, what do you think his his key training talents are? Yeah, he's just a, a great horseman, Mick, and he uh, he likes to keep his team uh, relatively small. You know, he has about fifteen horses there, and he really spends a lot of time on them. Just the little one percenters, even around the stables, and um, you know. The, great facilities at the Menangle Training Centre as well so um, you know to be able to work them on the big track and they're usually pretty sharp and, and ready to go for the Menangle style racing when he when he starts them so you know between the facilities and him just putting in a lot of hard work with them uh, I think that's why he's getting the result. It's probably something you've watched on Sky a lot through your teenage years um, New Zealand harness racing and cups and and obviously all the big harness races in Australia. Now, Cameron, you're part of that. Has the success of the last two weeks whetted your appetite to get to a New Zealand Cup and to become this grand circuit force, which it appears you have the talent to do? Yeah, I'd love to, Mick. I, I love going around in the big races. You know, it's been a great experience the last sort of three weeks, uh, three or four weeks in New Zealand, you know. Uh, obviously started off in Cambridge for the race and, a lot of hype and great atmosphere at the track uh, for that race. And then we get to Alexandra Park. It's great facilities there too. And, you know, I just like racing at the highest level and I'd love to get over for a New Zealand Cup. And I know how big it is. It's like a Melbourne Cup over here for the Gales. So uh, I've been there on track before, but never raced. So uh, no, that'd be great. What's the key difference between driving in New Zealand, albeit in major races like you are now, to, for example, a normal Saturday night at Menangle? Yeah, the differences are probably, um, apart from Friday night, they kept the pace pretty honest, but usually they sort of find their positions and, and take a good breather. Um, they seem to in New Zealand and they like to hand a lot, but it's probably more speed racing at Menangle more than anything. Let's talk about Menangle. You had a stay of proceedings for a recent suspension, um, which enabled you to drive not only in the Messenger and win that, but drive at Menangle. For most drivers, it'll be a good night. You won two races in the middle stages of the card with just a little bit and Town Echo. But Cam, you went there 
to try and win the big dances, the APG Gold Bullions, and you were on some pretty nice horses, but you just had one of those nights at the office camp. Not much seemed to go right. You didn't end up in the wrong parts of the track. The horses probably just didn't produce their best. Yeah, that's right, Mick. It was just like one of those nights you have at the racetrack. I was going into it pretty confident that we could probably win a couple of big ones, but the horses probably just raced a bit below their best. And, um, you know, it's just those things happen sometimes in racing. and Everyone can have an off night. Unfortunately, it was when the big money was up, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, what did you make of, of your hottest favourite? Because I thought you did everything you possibly could. Um, on my ultimate snowy, and I know he's a very early season two-year-old, but he looked a little bit, I don't know, maybe a bit lost behind the gate. Then he accelerated really quickly, but he always looked like he didn't know what to do at the top of the straight. Yeah, that's right, Mick. He, he sort of hasn't been like that in his runs prior. He went from, you know, really steaming around the corner a bit to he sort of tucked his tail down and, and sort of pulled up, and I thought he might have been just waiting for him which he hasn't done in the past, but um, he sort of didn't kick on as much. So whether, you know, there might be a little virus or something going around the stable or something like that, he just, yeah, he, he normally a really good trying horse and, and he, I was expecting him to fight on a little better than what he did. So, yeah, he just wasn't at his best uh, Saturday night. The same could be said for stablemate Madrid. Um, clearly she's a better filly than she showed in her race and she showed her typical gate speed, but... Clearly, something wasn't right there, Cam. Yeah, that's right. She um, she was sharp off the gate, and probably she backed off nice. But normally, she's pretty sharp when I ask her to to get up and travelling again. And she just felt a little flat to me. But um, you know, she's been a star fairly um, since she was a juvenile, and she's had to put in some big runs. So maybe she might be just looking for a little freshen up, and she might have to come back, and hopefully, she'll find it best. These days, Cam, even though you're a very young man, you've got a lot of experience behind you. Is it a case when you have a night like that, when you get your buck kicked, you, you just shrug it off and go back to work? Because I, I can't imagine there's much um, much point in dwelling on it. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, they're on again next week. So I've always sort of been told that from a young fella, you know, they're, um, you know, not to get too caught up in it and worried about the, the result. Um, but yeah, we'll just move on to next week and, and try and get another one. But on again tonight too uh, in Canberra. So there's racing there starting at just after six o'clock, and we'll go through your drives nice and quickly. It's it's not a superstar night, but there's winners to be had. You're on M Powered in the first on the card. Do you know know much about M Powered? Yeah, he's raced well in the past at Canberra, and he's come up with a decent barrier. I think he'll be pretty handy and definitely a top three chance in that race. He, he looks pretty well graded. Another one for trainer Matt Cuthbert, who trains Empowered, is Gold Chester. Good, consistent horse, slightly wide barrier. Yeah, he's normally a horse that can do a little bit of work in his races and had a fair bit of luck on this fella. And I think I'll get him pulled over the mile. And, and, you know, I think he'll be pretty hard to beat. Made in the seventh on the card, which is a rear tight class trot at Canberra. You're driving Orlando Storm for Grant Forrest, who's got five in the race. Do you get on the best ones of those? Yeah, he normally looks after me pretty well, Grant, when I'm travelling down there and tries to get me on the best chance. And, you know, Orlando Storm, she's been such a great mare for Grant, and I've had a, a few good wins on her as well. And she'll, she's always pretty hard to beat around the half-mile tracks, and I expect her to be, you know, a really good chance tonight. Now, one of the specialists at Canberra for Grant is in the last on the card. It's one that's last three starts on the 
the track in the nation's capital. Iritagina would have thought the best version of Iritagina would be too good for most of them in the last tonight, Ken. Yeah, she probably looks like my best chance. and She's drawn a little wide, but she's got good gait speed. I expect she'll probably find the, the fence and she'll take a fair bit of beating, I think. Okay, mate, we've got um, we've got races tomorrow at Menangle, and I don't see you down for many, so uh, well, you can have for a couple. Um, is it a case that you're still driving on a state of suspension? What's actually happening with the suspension, and when do you expect to have a hearing? Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet, Nick. It's sort of it's playing by year a bit, and um, yeah, probably the next couple of weeks it'll come up. So um, yeah, got a little bit of a quiet day at Menangle on Tuesday. All right, mate, look, we, we're very proud of you. Um, you've handled yourself incredibly well with the media, with other people, with marketing and with everything involved um, around the race, around the messenger, and also for Jason as well, who has we respect to the fact he doesn't want to be part of the media, but, mate, you're handling your duties as the dual stable spoken, spokesman really well, mate. So I know your family's very proud of you, Cam. Congratulations, mate, on getting a Group 1 in New Zealand. And, uh, yes, looking forward to seeing you back at the track tonight in Canberra to drive a winner or two. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Cameron Hart does a super job, a very mature young man and excellent driver who's going to be around harness racing for a very, very long time. As mentioned, it was APG Gold Bullion Night at Menangle on Saturday night. And for those who didn't catch the winners, um, Bernie Hewitt, who joined us on the show yesterday morning, trained two of them. He had Rip and a very impressive two-year-old filly in dual melody. One of the horses who had to really fight for its victory, coming from a whitish draw, and they don't often do that in juvenile races at Menangle, was Captain Ritchie. He's trained by Paul Fitzpatrick, and Paul, it looks like you've got a pretty nice two-year-old on your hands, and Captain Ritchie, congratulations on Saturday night. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty happy with him, Mike. He's, uh, I think he's always been um, a nice horse all the way along, good type of horse and everything, so we're pretty pleased with him. Mate, he was in for the fight on Saturday night because some good horses settled a fair way in front of him and Sweetheart Bart, I thought, was excellent trying to fight you off, but Gavin timed this beautifully. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, it's probably one of his um, best attributes at this stage is his strength. You know, he's very strong, he always hits the line and, um, and, and, and it's a pretty, pretty impressive thing to have in your racing career and uh, he's a lovely little horse to drive and um, always a big horse and... Um, we're very, very happy there. He put his nose in at the right time. He's by Captain Treacherous, and you mentioned he is quite big. A lot of the Captain Treacherous stock are quite big. When you get them with those nice, big, long-striding type of horses, does it concern you that they're not going to make early season two-year-olds? Because I discussed this with Bernie Hewitt yesterday, and he said to me, she carries a 60-inch hopple, does dual melody, but she's very strong to the line, and, and your guy looks like a male version of that. Yeah, I'd say that's right. You know, he's... Uh... Now, he's always been a horse who, uh, once once Gavin broke him in and uh, he had a few problems then, uh, got him going, he's always been a nice, really, really nice gated horse and everything. So he really did think he um, he would make a two-year-old, and we always had this race in mind. So we didn't go to Bathurst deliberately and just kept him for this. Well, that raises a very good point, Paul. With the, the two-year-old season now running for the calendar year, there is a lot of races over a very long period of time rather than being sort of crammed into a six-month period. Is it quite hard to choose what to miss? Because there might be 10 feature races this year, Paul, and you can't start in all of them. No, no. I, I think it's hard to adapt to probably more so. Um, of course, you're so used to the way it was. 
you've got to change and get used to, you know, say, the calendar year. Um, and the problem with the calendar year really is um, they have the races later in the year, so therefore you don't give them the opportunity to give them a nice spell after their two-year-old campaign to get ready for their three-year-olds. And uh, once again, it's a very long year, the three-year-olds. So, um, yeah, somewhere along the way you've got to bite the bullet and say, well, this is what we're going to do. So we can we like to give our horses a good spell after their two-year-old racing to let them mature. In that case, would you like to see something like the New South Wales Derby perhaps moved to later in the year so you, you don't have to turn them around from two straight into racing in March? Well, I think it's something that's got to be looked at because at the, at the time now, um, if, you, uh, if you want to go to Bathurst, you've sort of got to have them up and going. Um, and that's the only really thing that's on is Bathurst. Uh, and then, then there's, of course, the Australian Pacing Gold. Um, if you, if, you've probably got to have a, just have a look at the calendar. They haven't changed the calendar too much, only probably with the Breeders' Crown. That's the only thing they've changed. Um, but I think they have got to have a look at the, uh, the way the calendar is now and how the races are so you can try and look after your horses and give them enough time. Paul, well, you've had a really emerging horse in the open class ranks in JOK. Um, we didn't see the best of him in his last couple of runs, but he, he looks a free-for-all horse. Is that what you think he's going to do? Not, not a free-for-all, sorry, my apologies, a grand circuit horse. Do you see him turning into a grand circuit horse? Oh, I think he can, yeah. Yeah, he he, he had excuses in his last run. Though. They went um, 51 off the front at Wagga. You know, yeah. so he um, uh, he probably didn't have the opportunity to, to race to his natural ability. He's a high-speed horse. He loves to follow pace. Um, at Wagga, he had the get out and do the work going that speed it was always going to be a, a tough task for him but no no we've we've got a very very high opinion of him and uh he's, him and uh zeus is here they'll be sort of trying to get on the um, grand circuit all right let's talk about what you're going to do over the next couple of months because obviously there's a major carnival looming eventually in queensland we don't see you race a lot in queensland is it a place you might go to as the stakes continue to go up for the constellations yeah, we used to race there a lot, but we just sort of haven't in the last few years. But um, yeah, this year the plan is for Zeus to go through Queensland for those couple of races. Um, he, he'd be the only one that's going. We might take a couple with him, but uh, he's the main one that's going up for the major races in Queensland. Uh, JOK is he's having a spell, and uh, he'll get ready for the um, oh, basically the end of Dominion, but the Grand Circuit would start in October, November. Paul, a horse you're training who I know pretty well, who, who I can't quite figure out, is bad to the bone. You seem to have him back in the zone at the moment. Sometimes he looks like a grand circuit horse. Sometimes he looks a bit one-paced, and that's in both countries because he races trans-Tasman. What do you make of bad to the bone, and, and where do you think he's best suited? Um, well, I think he's, uh, what you said is exactly right. You know, um, he's probably a horse who's got to have the race run to suit him. But he has got that ability that he can get out and make his own luck. But he, um, and, and Barry, when Barry sent him over, he just sort of thought the racing here might suit him a bit better. But he has this bad habit of waiting for horses. Um, when they get to him, he sort of kicks on. But he won't, he just hasn't got that killer in him that he'll kick away and beat him, which I'm sure he's got the ability to do. So he's got that tendency to wait for him. And, um, but he, he has sharpened up a bit since he's been here. Um, he did it last time he came. He got sharp with the racing here, and uh, he's, he's racing pretty good at the moment. Um, they just went a bit slow for him Saturday night, 
but he's, uh, yeah, he's on the improve, and um, he's going home for the Auckland Cup in a couple of weeks. And um, so he's probably done a good job since he's been here. Paul, you're taking the one horse to the home track tomorrow at Menangle, a horse called Lucky Beach Boy, fresh up from a spell. It doesn't look the strongest field in the world. Um, what sort of chance would you give Lucky Beach Boy after winning at the trials last week? Yeah, yeah, if he goes like he did at the trials um, last week, he should win. He's, um, it's his first run for a fair while, but he's a horse with ability that can, can be, uh, have a few issues. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, look, I, I would think he'd go very close to winning tomorrow in that field. Paul, you've a guy who, you've been across the Tasman, you've campaigned horses in both countries. Um, did the New South Wales boys and girls get a bit of a thrill seeing Majestic Cruiser win the other night? It's, it's, it's been such a long time since we've had Trans-Tasman harness racing. It felt like a step back in time, and I can imagine everybody quite enjoyed seeing um, the home state get one over the Kiwis. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen very often. It's, it's very hard to go there and win uh, in New Zealand because they're always so strong. Um, but, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, he's low-flying, that horse, at the moment. He was um, when they had the... Uh, race the other day and uh, he ran second he ran outstanding his run before he left here was outstanding so yeah it was it was really uh, good to see and just racing over there competitive racing between Australia and New Zealand is always good but as you say it's nice to turn the table especially on their home turf well mate thanks for taking the time to talk to us mate and uh, when do we see your group one winner from Saturday night when do we see him again oh, probably not till um, Breeders Challenge he's, he's going he's going out for five or six weeks and uh, he'll be back for the British Challenge, yeah. Well, Paul, thank you very much for talking to us. And pass on our congratulations, please, to Gavin on a beautiful drive the other night. OK, thanks, mate. That's Paul Fitzpatrick. He took out a Group 1 also on Saturday night. Just for those who are following along with harness racing this week in New South Wales, we start the regional championships again this week. So the heat's coming out of Riverina. Now, uh, they're tomorrow. So three heats tomorrow night. So Menangle races its usual Tuesday afternoon. The regional championship has been a huge, huge win for the four regions of New South Wales. We start with those at Wagga tomorrow night with three heats there. So first race kicks off at just uh, just after 5 o'clock, 5.13. First of the championship heats go at 6.10. Talking about racing today, though, we're going to head to Canberra tonight. We heard that Cam Hart is going to be heading there and Young Will Rickson is part of this young gun bunch of young drivers out of New South Wales doing super things. And Will, I'm sure you enjoyed seeing a mate of yours and Cam Hart and Jason Grimson take it to the Kiwis and win a big race on Friday night. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Yeah, I saw it. It was, um, it was pretty exciting, actually. And pretty good mates with both of them. And it was, um, it was, yeah, it was an awesome win. And he's a pretty great horse. Must be exciting for, for guys like yourself and Jack Trainer and you know all these youngsters who are coming through in New South Wales, to, A, to be part of an exciting young bunch and to think that that could be you this next year or the year after, getting across the Tasman or getting down to Victoria or up to Queensland and driving in these good races as the world starts to reopen. Well, because I presume it hasn't really been very open for the majority of your driving career. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Nick. It's a strong group of drivers down here is, as you know, there's a, you know, not only like a lot of young drivers coming through, but there's, you know, you still have your Luke McCarthy's and Blake Fitzpatrick's and Robbie Morris's around. So it, you know, it's it's tough, it's tough going in Sydney, but it's it's a good group of drivers and they're all good people. And yeah, I've been lucky enough to drive in Queensland and, and Melbourne and and that before, but um, yeah, it's pretty pretty 
you know, exciting when you can go somewhere else and drive. So, yeah, just got to hope that time comes um, one day, Nick. Well, tonight you're going somewhere else, not too far, but you're heading to Canberra to drive in the first on the car there just after 6 o'clock, 6.04. You're driving happy as for Leon Jude, and I thought you were in the right race with the right barrier draw wheel. Yeah, I have to agree. He, he, um, I haven't sat behind this fellow before, but just looking um, the way he's been racing, he's been racing quite well in, in tougher races, I would have thought. So, um, yeah, I expect him to be pretty hard to beat tonight, Mick. Uh, Leon brings a lot of horses back from WA and tends to find the right races for them. You're on one of those in race two, Iron Annie. Now, the form looks terrible, but she's come back from WA and she's raced at Menangle, so it's a bit of a drop down to Canberra tonight. Yeah, the form lines don't read great, but, um, yeah, she's probably, that, that draw might actually suit, just being tucked away on the fence and probably looking for, like, trying to look for a split of weight. So, yeah, like, her, her form doesn't read well, but she's obviously going to mean it's probably a bit of a weaker race than nine, and, you know, drawing inside the back row probably might, you know, help her chances. I would have thought you might need um, the right sort of run and race three, Will, on moving millions, because been around a few times for Shane Rabbits. Yeah, she actually can't get a draw that awesome. I've driven her a few times lately, and she hits her on five and six and getting a fair way back over the mile, and actually not running two bad races in that grade so I'm probably going to try and spot in somewhere tonight and if she can happen to spot in early she she wouldn't be out of the money I don't think Great to see two trotting races at Canberra tonight and the seventh on the card you drive Fox Trot Hill and the best version of Fox Trot Hill probably good enough here to be some sort of chance and you're claiming to sneak it into the race or well, not sneak it into the race but you're you're on a horse who um who's you know, probably better performed than most of these here. It's got about 30 rating points on some of them. Yeah, it does look... Um, it's been racing uh, not too bad against some good opposition at an angle. So, um, yeah, same thing. I haven't sat behind this mare before, but um, I, I do expect her to be pretty competitive in that race because um, at her best, she's actually a nice enough mare, so... If she did everything right and sort of got a good position, I expect her to be um, right in the money. It's stable, mate, um, for John Ogden is strong desire. You ran second on this horse at Canberra four starts ago. Look, probably a chance, but hard to see you beating Era to Gina. Is that how you view the last on the card? Uh, yeah, that horse only beat me by probably about a head last time they met. And... Um, yeah, well, it probably does look hard to beat, but I, I do give him a chance. I'm hoping to get to the fence early on him. And, um, you know, last time I sort of had to hand up the, for that horse and um, just couldn't get past it. So if I could sort of get to the fence and leave him out there and sort of make a bit of a race of it, um, I wouldn't really now. We just heard Paul Fitzpatrick discussing race four at Menangle tomorrow, Will. He was quite keen on Lucky Beach Boy. You are also on a horse who's fresh up from a spell, One Big Shoe, for Ricky Elchin. I believe it trialled pretty good last week. Yeah, it did trial nice. Um, yeah, actually, I was pretty similar to Paul. I thought I was, you know, a good winning chance in that race, so there be, might be a good clash there. But, um, yeah, he looks to get into that race quite well. And, um, yeah, I give him a pretty good chance. All right, Will, what's your best chance of driving a winner tonight at Canberra? Oh, well, it looks as though Happy As is probably my best chance for getting a winner in the first, but he, he looks quite short at them odds. 
So if I had to lead, um, lead the listeners in the one, it'd probably be Foxtrot Hill at a bit better price later on in the night. And just to, to update people, Will, who, who don't follow the harness racing or they know your name but they, they don't know your stats, how many career winners are you up to now? Is the Rickson name's very famous in New South Wales harness racing, but it's hard to keep up with all you young fellas and how many races you've won. So give us a number. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting close to the 300, Mick. I'm, I think I'm about three off it. So um, something I've been trying to get, get at for a little bit. So, yeah, hopefully we can get a bit close to the night, so yeah, not far off the ground. Well, mate, it's a, it's a great achievement for someone so young in the game. Will, mate, thank you for taking the time to join us, and that's a very exciting times in harness racing, watching all you young fellas go at it and be successful, mate. So we appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks for having me on, Nick. It's Will Rickson, um, one of these group of really good young horse people, not just boys, of course. There's plenty of young females out there doing great things in New South Wales harness racing, and when you think, as Will mentioned, um, Robbie Morris, Luke McCarthy, the Fitzpatrick boys are all there as well. There's a lot going on, a lot of talent uh, in this space. You get to see that talent tonight at Canberra. The odds are open on tab.com.au. Tomorrow, we head to Menangle for the day meeting, then Wagga tomorrow night. It's the first heats of the regional championship, which has been enormously successful for harness racing in New South Wales over the last two years. But... An outstanding victory, a New South Wales victory on Friday night in New Zealand as Trans-Tasman Harness Racing becomes a real thing again in the last couple of weeks and that's surely going to extend into races in New South Wales over the coming years. Thank you for joining us on On The Pace this morning. We hope our guests have either tipped you into a winner or a horse to follow at some stage. The next of our On The Paces will be on Wednesday morning at 10.30 with Brittany Graham. Hope you can join us then.